This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast, sponsored by our good friends at Hacks. And it's Nick Hancock, and it's Wednesday, and I hope you're doing okay so far this week. If you're homeschooling, I hope that that has been a roaring success so far. I'm in charge of the homeschooling in my house today. There's a great bit, there's a great bit where my son Alfie, who's seven, has a has a Zoom call or a Teams call with all of his classmates at 10 o'clock every morning. And it's so funny because it's like watching a little a little business meeting with little business people and they all sort of try and pay attention on, on Zoom for half an hour. I think it's great. And, and I've got to say, my son's school, and I hope your kids' school are the same, they've been so good at providing support through this lockdown. They've really got their heads around giving us stuff to do every day and it's actually quite enjoyable to be honest and the weather was absolutely fab yesterday as well so today we've got a great guest for you she's such good value we're talking everything from american politics to the rude episode of bridgerton to a queen of crime who got for you at harrogate international festivals sharon canavar is our special guest on the pod in just a mo and tomorrow we've got steph moon oh and it's an exciting day tomorrow for your Harrogate but you'll find out more about that on tomorrow's podcast and I must just tell you before we zoom with Sharon I must just tell you that we've launched a new competition where you can win a afternoon tea delivered to a friend thanks to Mama Doreen's they are doing these brilliant afternoon tea takeaways in lockdown so the competition is called Lockdown Lifts. So who do you know who needs a lockdown lift? And oh my God, I mean, there are so many reasons. You might be working. You might have worked all the way through lockdown. Uh, you might be a key worker. You could be out delivering. You could be working in a shop. You could be working doing food. You could be working for the NHS or you could be working in care. You might be a teacher. You might be a homeschooler. You might be really lonely and fed up. You might have missed a really special birthday or anniversary. Whatever the reason that you need a treat or you'd like to nominate somebody for a treat of an afternoon tea takeaway from Mama Doreen's, you can do that on our website, which is yourharrogate.co. UK. Now, here comes Sharon Canavar. Good morning, Sharon. First, most important question, how is your broadband holding up? <laughs> it's doing all right, not too bad. Considering we live in the centre of Harrogate, our broadband is shocking. I said, I said to someone, I'm sure it's the snow, and they just laughed at me. But uh, with everybody, Ben's trying to get his GCSEs, Grace is learning about volcanoes, the stuff... Do you know there's four different types of volcano? I did not know that until yesterday. Um, and then I'm trying to do some work. It's it's a bit shaky, but we'll see how we go. How, you're in the sticks, though. How's your broadband? It's okay. My my mum, I, I have actually heard that that theory. My mum said to me her internet wasn't good because of the snow on Friday. So I, I have I have heard this theory that does snow affect broadband? I don't. Well, I said it to one person and they laughed at me. So, I, and maybe I probably shouldn't have said it to you because now it's going to get broadcast and everybody can <laughs> laugh at me. But 
And who knows? Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the weight of everybody trying to use the thing at the moment. You know, everyone's gone back to school, back to work. The whole thing's looking a bit shaky. You remember about sort of, oh, it's not that long ago, not that long ago, but you couldn't sort of, if you went to like the Great Yorkshire Show and there were loads of people around you at different times, but you couldn't send a text or whatever, you know, you'd have no reception because it would all get sucked up by all the other people there. So there, there could be, there could be something, there could be something in that. You never know. In the weight of it, maybe. And it will be, you know, like Glastonbury and places like that, they've always got the big um, additional aerials to try and get a bit more signal because everybody's on it all at the same time. It's like New Year's Eve, isn't it? You know, you get eight, you think you're all lonely and then you get 8,000 messages at sort of half <laughs> one in the afternoon. <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on a Teams call earlier today with about seven people on and Teams there always seems to be a bit of a more of a delay on teams than zoom and and it was decided that people should turn their cameras off because it would make the internet yeah. work better for the conversation but it's very very difficult to have a teams call with seven people with any kind of flow of conversation to be honest i can't work teams i've used zoom throughout this whole thing and every time all the grown-up people and local authorities, they love a bit of Teams action. So they've totally got to, every time I have to have a grown-up conversation, it's all on Teams and I have to work out. And, I'm, you know, if I'm working from home and my camera's in the office somewhere, that, you know, all of that, well, that's what my office looks like, I remember. There's all of that going on. Clearly, technology is not for me. It was the IT career I was destined for <laughs> is what happened. And have you ever been on a call when when you, you're just listening on the call, so actually you've gone off to do other things? Have you done that yet or not? I've only just started doing it because I've had to, you know, it's been cameras on for most things, but when it's been listening, I have just disappeared. But I have seen other people just cl- click the camera off and off they disappear for a loo break or, you know, coming back with a brew. <laughs> Mine would be to go and separate the arguing dogs or the children or whatever. Else. Just excuse me. They're going to watch television. Me. They're going to watch Bridgerton <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> but you, then... you, you've really been watching Bridgerton there, haven't you? You've totally, finished. Um, you finished it. I finished Bridgerton. That was that was last week's binge watch. Eight episodes, and it does get. I mean, there is. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. There's raunchiness in it from the first five minutes. But the real, if you're currently in there, it's episode five or six that are really. They are rude. And I heard though it's only ninety seconds of filth. Oh, so you've really got. Oh, is it longer? Oh no, there's. <laughs> And, and there's 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 amounts of filth in this. There's amount of filth in this that is really it's completely unnecessary. It is this is just you, it's just complete filth. You get all the way through to episode six, and then and then it's just like and there's oh and more and more and more oh, you know. And it's like oh. hey, do these people do anything but but yeah, you're interested. <laughs> It's Sunderland, isn't it? And she she produced Scandal, didn't she? And because that was pretty, I got totally into that when that was on. Yeah, there's a strange bit, and then and then the other thing that happens in these period dramas is you're like, there's all this filth going on, but then there's also um, Gordon Brittis's wife from the British Empire is the is the housekeeper. So I, I'm sure I recognise her from somewhere. <laughs> Take you half an hour to remember. I know her from so. Oh, it's the British Empire. So yeah, it was all good. You need you need these things, don't you? It's um um. It's a funny thing about about lockdown, where where actually what you're having for tea and what you're watching on telly are both sort of quite important, really, aren't they, at the moment? Totally. There's uh, there's that whole thing about um, 
what you watch and that feel good because there's two things I've not really got into Bridgeton yet I watched one I need to come back to it but I've been watching loads of West Wing partly because I know how it ends um and you know and it's feel good and with everything kicking off in the states at the moment that's you know that Bartlett for president kind of is the way that I'm going right now and then I watched something on um, iPlayer, which was all about the media and how social media has totally changed from everything from, um, you know, the paparazzi photographs right through to everybody's a citizen journalist and the photographs and all that kind of stuff. So a really interesting look, I guess, over the back over the last kind of 15, 20 years with all these different editors and how much it used to, you know, these photographers used to be churning out kind of license to print money, 10 grand a day. For some of the pictures they got versus you know what happens now and people are putting their own lives online and how it's all managed and all that kind of thing so it's, it's quite interesting it, I, there was it's four episodes but totally worth a watch in terms of you know how the world turns and especially at the moment given what happened in the um you know in the states last week i got totally i couldn't sleep last night and i got totally hooked on one of these kind of digital forensic people who are literally identifying people from where they, you know, where they rocked up, where they flew in from, where they stayed, what their activities and their actions were, you know, in the riots, all of that kind of stuff. And it's just amazing how, you know, we've got some proper stalkers that I know in my life that, you know, if you meet somebody on Bumble or whatever, you can find out everything about this bloke before. But this is a whole new world of depth of being able to find out all about people. So, yeah, it's been quite interesting. Did you watch, um, was it Wednesday last week, all the, all the stuff at Capitol Hill? Did you watch the, did you watch that, the live news of what was going on in America last week? Yeah, well, it gets so, so I was, my brother put on Facebook, if you're bored of Brexit and uh, Corona in the UK, just flick on CNN and watch. <laughs> so that's what I, that's, that's what I was like, oh, there's something new. But you just, it's totally, totally insane and it's like, it's about i can't remember if we spoke about it. it's for this po polarized view that we now have that there's no kind of um meet you know there was always that you just don't talk about politics or you can still be friends with people across the political divide because you know there's more that unites us and divides us but now this is kind of polarized arguments and all of these different social networking sites and that whole kind of conspiracy theory and people wanting to believe stuff it's a uh, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole like crazy these days, can't you? I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, I mean, it's obviously very serious and very scary. But then you've got to you've got to temper that with the fact that it looked like Jamiroquai was leading the whole thing, didn't it? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> All the memes of a lot. I'm not. I'm not that much of a fan of the Jamiroquai comeback. But even J.K. put like a video out the next day, just saying, you know, hey guys, it wasn't me, but. Some of the outfits, but I think you, you've got to have a wry smile. But I think you know the next forty-eight hours in American political history be, will be, you know, we're living through some interesting times here. But over there, about what's going to happen, and you know whether you know Joe Biden will be what number forty-six or will it be number forty-seven? Because something's going to happen in the meantime. Who knows? Forgive me if that is not the right order or number of presidents. My American political uh, knowledge is not where it should be, clearly. You are right, and it could all it could all change. I said one thing I noticed was it was very difficult to get hold of people on Thursday morning. And obviously, you know, one of the one of the upsides of sort of if you've not got to be anywhere is everybody sort of lies in in the morning, don't they? But it really felt like everybody was having a bit of a lie-in on Thursday morning last week. So I think everyone had actually sort of, once you start watching the coverage, you can't stop. I know, I know. I think that's the thing as well that you can kind of flick through. You know, if you get on the bottom end of the channels and the news, so you go from kind of BBC to Sky to CNN and you see how it's being reported over, you know, stateside versus here. 
And also, you know, how that 24-hour news reporting, there's all that kind of repetitive stuff and what do you think about it and the talking heads and the commentators. And I'm not always uh, sure that the talking heads are, you know, are great because unless you are an absolute expert in that field, it's just like me and you, you know, valuable though our opinion may be, I'm not entirely sure, uh, you know, it, it should be broadcast for all to see because that's where the different influence, you know, the experts are what, you know, make, help you understand what's got us to this situation and what might change and what the outcomes might be. Some of those presenters in America, when it was the election results and it went on and on, I mean, they were like, I mean, they were almost saying on TV that they were sick of it, weren't they, to be honest? And I saw, I saw, um, I don't know whether, I don't know which channel it was, but this wouldn't, you wouldn't, Hugh Edwards wouldn't do this, but somebody started the broadcast on American TV news going, right, you need to belt yourself in for this. <laughs> it was great, it was very yeah, wrong you know it is uh, totally totally mad in terms of um what's going on in the world you know it's like my brother said it you know if, if, if you know what's going on right here right now isn't it enough for you there's a whole load going on over there to get involved in no yeah. no they're funny times aren't they so um we've got um one bit of uh, bit of culture people can log on to this week so uh thursday the queen of crime Absolutely. Patricia Cornwell, who um, is just one of the best US crime writers around. Um, she's known for her case, Scarpetta series. Um, and, it's, and again, it's all about that forensic science. She's really known for totally understanding and getting under the, um, you know, under the story of what happened, why it happened, all of those elements. And she's got a new book out and she's launching it here in Harrogate, digitally, through the Harrogate International Festival. So all the details are on our site, how you can log up and register for that, and that's all free to get involved in. Really excited for recording that today, so fingers crossed all will go well. But for Thursday, that's when it's going out live. So just get registered um, and you can get involved and submit your questions, and it should be some really interesting uh, interviewing going on there as well. So we're really proud to host her here at the festival. And again, it ties in with our Thigston's crime and the festival and, you know, that kind of crime, the, the big guns, if they're going to come to the UK and do anything, they do it in Harrogate, which is really exciting. So it just, even though it might not be live right now, it shows that Harrogate is still right at the forefront of publishers and authors' minds, which, you know, it's great for the town. And there is some brilliant stuff that you've got on demand that people might have missed over the years and some, some like really sort of famous names who've been in famous places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's uh, there's loads on the Harrogate Festival site for our on demand through HIF Player, but lots of other people are now playing catch up. Um, and I had a little look around, some nice things that tie in with Harrogate is the Halle, the Halle Orchestra. They had a big um, association, almost the um, Harrogate's resident orchestra with Sir John Barbarelli back in the 50s and 60s. So there's a lovely affiliation there, but they've got some great new music out, working with some really young players as well. So Jess Gillum, who's a saxophonist, she's been one of the uh, big young, young musicians out there and she's playing some great stuff with the Halle. And the other um, concert to look at is Isata Kana Mason. Now we've had her as a pianist in Harrogate accompanying her brother, Sheku, who is the cellist um, who played at Meghan and Harry's wedding. Um, and the Canna Mason are a whole kind of fabulous musical family who have been keeping everybody entertained through all the different lockdowns. But it's such as a pianist is playing at the Halle. And again, that's on demand. And you can just go and if you just Google the Halle, it's on their website, takes you right through. Um, and the other thing I was looking at was um, obviously ballet is a big thing over Christmas, uh, particularly with the Nutcracker. I have never really been a massive ballet fan, but as my daughter's got older and she's got into that kind of whole ballet tap, you know, 
I went to like two ballet classes when I was younger, but I was not built for it. I was definitely at the heffalump side of ballet. Um, but she's totally loving it. And actually for me, um, you know, working in culture, but not necessarily appreciating ballet as I might have done or dance, I totally got sucked into it now. And it's a whole other kind of art form that you don't think about. But this is the Nutcracker Delights, which is, I guess, shorts of the Nutcracker. Everybody knows the music. It's very Christmassy. And it's really easy just to sit down and watch with your kids. And it's free as well. And that's on YouTube. And it's up for another couple of weeks. So if you just put English National Ballet in, it's on their YouTube channel. Have a look at that. And finally, you're reading a very positive, feel-good book. <laughs> so waving it, clasping around. So this is um, How to Survive the End of the World When It's in Your Own Head, which is by Aaron Gillies. And he's, you might know him on Twitter as Technically Ron. He's, yes. Uh, yeah, he's really prolific on Twitter. He's great about mental health. Um, and this book particularly is all about how to, all this, this things going on around in the world right now, but it's how we control our own anxiety when we can't control all of the big stuff that's going on. And it's quite interesting. I've been talking to um, quite a lot of people recently who are, you know, you think are right at the top of the game. They're still really active on all the socials. They've got opinion on everything. But behind it all, for the first time, they're realising they're actually look, what is going on in the world right now? Am I going to have a career? What's going, you know, when things going to open again? That lack of control is making people who you think are quite stoic and resilient actually quite anxious behind the scenes. So even if you think, you know, that's, you know, it's not for me or what will it teach me? It's a really interesting book about helping people identify where they feel vulnerable and how you can control it. And it's written with a, you know, it's not one of these, if you know technically Ron on Twitter, it's not one of these really worthy books. It's, you know, it's written with an element of humour. Um, and, and I just think pretty good for the soul for right now. So how to survive the end of the world, totally worth a look. And it's, it's how you sort of switch off from the news and stuff, isn't it, a bit really? I, I, and I think probably, I actually think one of the positive things about being in a lockdown and knowing it's not going to be reviewed for a few weeks and everything is that yeah. you, can, you can now choose to opt out of watching, watching the news, I would say, for a, for a day or two if you want to. I, yeah, definitely. It's one of those things, isn't it, that you just... Um, I'm a bit of an addict on that whole kind of Twitter, Facebook, see what's going on and looking at the trends and then... It's you know, called got... doom scrolling, isn't it? Oh, is it's it? called doom scrolling. Totally it up, but because I've got quite a lot of um, subscriptions that, that are sort of on my phone for different newspapers because obviously at the festivals, if we're covered, we try and, you know, collect it as we go. So if we've got it digitally, we're good to go. So that's been... But I've totally got addicted to TikTok throughout all of this. <laughs> it's terrible. And I'm just scrolling through now to see if I can find... Somebody I discovered um, is called the Guernsey Tourette's guy on TikTok. And he came up on my For You page, which is where stuff's kind of trending. Um, and it's a guy who's got Tourette's, he's got ADHD, um, married two kids, but he talks really honestly about his condition and how he manages it. But he also does kind of cooking segments and how his tics that he can't control then affect the cricket, which is just absolute gold to watch. But he's it's done with, a, again, a, a bit of a, um, a wry sense of fun, but totally understanding people about the challenges in you know living a family life as well with Tourette's. But it, if you can have a look at that, there's just some absolutely beautiful family moments, which are totally feel good. So there might be doom scrolling on you know some uh, sites, but on TikTok, it's, it, there's some beautiful stuff that you just come across that you wouldn't otherwise find. Well, I tell you what, if we're still in lockdown in June, I'll, I'll join TikTok. <laughs> do, do you know what though? I think 
you'd be gold as TikTok because you, you've got that you'd be doing all the dance moves. You'd have it all going on. Oh, I just stalk people. I don't submit videos. I'm far too old for that. I, uh, I'm, just so, I'm just so scared of, of spending even more time on my phone. I'm already constantly being told off by my by my kids for always be and in fact the word that's been okay is do you love your phone more than me <laughs> what an awful did you say yes absolutely i do i say no it's work uh, well you've got big things going on though because you know i'll tell you what we missed you in the snow last week my life everybody was on my socials going Where's Nick telling us exactly what's clothes, what's going on? We missed you. I know. I love a, I love a snow day. And actually, it's the first time ever I've looked at the weather forecast when I've gone to bed and thought, you know, normally it would be like, right, I better get up at two o'clock in the morning in case I yeah. can't get to work. Because the, the whole thing of the radio was you've got to get in for it. You've yeah. got to be in for a snow day. It's quite important. And it was so nice. It was so nice. <laughs> you know, I'll just see what I'll just look out the window when I get up at eight o'clock and um, and go and have a uh, a bit of sledging and a snowball fight. Did you see? Do you know who the guy is who goes around on skis around Harrogate? No, no. someone told me they were, he was skiing down Parliament Street though, which I just thought was. Good. But I mean, even if you'd looked out of your um, window at two o'clock, because I got up and looked out my window at half seven, I'm like, "Where's the jolly snow?" And then an hour later, you know, it was two foot deep. It was insane. It was good. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for your time. Um, always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah, take it easy. So big thanks to our special guest, Sharon. Big thanks to our sponsors, Hacks. And big, big, big thanks to you for listening to our Your Harrogate podcast. If you hit subscribe, then tomorrow's podcast will just magically appear for you. So you should do that now. I will talk to you tomorrow. In the meantime, stay safe.